0: I thought, I thought I threw the ball well, you know. Um, even the pitch to, to you know Rafi that he hit back at me, uh, I
1: thought it was a well located changeup. Um, you know he's obviously a strong guy. He was able to reach out and hit it pretty well, and um, you know, I feel like I did a good job of getting him on the ground. And, um, yeah, I just think you know, obviously that ball down the line kind of either hit the bag or just trickled weirdly, and um, some things kind of didn't roll our way, but. Um, you know, that's that's kind of a, a, a test of who we are. You know, baseball is not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be five-game, you know, winning streaks. It's, there's going to be some tough times. And
0: uh, I believe in this team to, to be able to come back to this.
1: Alec Manoa speaks the truth, doesn't he? Absolutely. Got to love it. Like, you, you own it. It's, I'm sure the 112 off the of knee didn't help. No. I mean, he was rolling until the fourth inning. I, I Look, I, he stayed in the game, so I'm not going to try and make that an excuse for him. But you could tell it's. I mean, you take 112 off the knee. Huh? I can't feel too too good. So, yeah, it's it's. Look, this is sort of what we've seen all year from him, right? It's he's, he's cruising around alone, and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I know second time through, what was it the? I wrote that down. The lefties first time through. Now he's facing six of them, and they're and they're they're pretty good lefties, right? Yeah. You got to make solid pitches to them. You got to have all three of your pitches. That would be well, obviously four. You got mm-hmm. two heaters, which is the sinker, the four seamer. You gotta have the change up, and you gotta have the slider. That's the one pitch, the fourth one, the slider. Where is that at? Well, let's uh just let me write this off. Oh yeah. for oh for five first time through, one walk, three K's. After that, the lefties, because he faced them two more times. He mm-hmm. went to the order two more times, seven for eleven.
2: Yeah, the uh Jays eight three losers to the Boston Red Sox. It is the fifth time. Um in seven starts that Alec Manoa couldn't complete six innings. And if you want to compare that to last year, uh, that was the case only six times. He uh, completed six innings, 25 of 31 starts. You talked about the slider. Uh, Fourth time in his career, he had no swings and misses on his slider. Threw it
1: 24 times.
2: Threw it 24 times. That's a lot. And... I mean, yeah, he, 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 you can't, you can't get by. He can't get by without, without, well, at can't, least three, can't, of, at can't least can't strong. Well, no, it, it, strong. against a good lineup, if he doesn't have at least three of those four pitches working.
1: Yeah, the, it's the, the tough. fourth, the changeup, like that's a surprise pitch, right? He's going to throw that when he has to throw it just to get him off the sinker. You know, he's added that to a righty. He's, he's just, sort of trying to throw that, obviously, because the slider, either the feel, the release point, for whatever reason, just when he's standing on the mound, you can tell, it's like he just don't really know where to start it. Like, it's just, for whatever reason, the grip on it, you could just tell, right? It doesn't take a brain surgeon to walk watch him when he's throwing, Right, he's got a pretty decent feel for the sinker. He's got a decent feel for the four-seamer. He's throwing the change up for me because he has to, I don't think, because he wants to. That's his fourth pitch. I know he's worked on a grip. He's choking it off a little bit more to try and get a little better separation with the velocity from that. And his two fastballs he's got It's just a slider. He's fighting whatever he's fighting. And it's weird because you made the point of Blue Jays talk last night.
2: He looked better mechanically Absolutely. last night than he has In his an awful his a lot better. this year. He's got
1: good release points on all of his pitches. He's not falling off to the first base side as much. You could tell he wasn't thinking about it too much, which will tell you now yeah. that he's more thinking about where the location needs to be, the finish on it, where he wants the pitches to end up. So, yeah, look, maybe it's just a bad start. I'm Again, I'm not making this an excuse for him. I'm sure that off the knee, I mean, he's tough. He's a big dude. I was you know, surprised. He muscled, frankly, through it, when he, I, I I knew he was going to stay out there. You knew it. Like he, yeah. they would have to although, drag him off the field. Although when he
2: threw that first warm up pitch, and it, I mean, it came closer to hitting Siddle than it did to hitting Alejandro Kirk. That was a that was a little bit of concern. Mm. But yeah, you knew he he was he was going to gut it out, and and um, I mean they they needed that they needed that as as it was the the bullpen was again largely ineffective last sure. night. It didn't help that the Jays threw the ball around four errors. But I mean, there was a whole lot going on. The the, the Red Sox sent twenty nine men to the plate between the fourth and the eighth inning.
1: Uh, the Jays made four errors, all four scored. Uh, it's uh, look, you, the, uh, when you're facing a lineup like the Red Sox, and you have to make I don't want to say perfect pitches, but you got to be unpredictable with a couple of pitches. You got to locate those. Your misses have to be really good. Give the lineup credit for the Red Sox. You know, sometimes I think we're all trying to throw it off on the pitching staff for the Blue Jays and the defense, which we can. We can throw some of that on them, but occasionally, you got to tip your hat and just say, "Man, the last three games, you you just had our number." Like there's nothing that we've done that we've tried to do to get you out that we've been able to do that. And occasionally, you got to tip your hat and just say, "You know what? Last three games, you've been better than we have. You beat us." But I'm gonna say this today. Kevin Gosman, with the way he's been throwing and as good as his fastball command has been and hopefully his velocity will be there, I think it's supposed to rain again. It's supposed to be, uh, uh, I think, five degrees colder, yeah. which just bodes well for if you got the velocity, maintain it, throw it for strikes. If he can do that, he'll get him swinging at the split finger a little bit more. Which is exactly what he wants what he wants to do. if you dig into his numbers, when batters are ahead in the count, they're hitting three sixty four off of Kevin Gosman. Do you know that hmm. when he's ahead in the count, you know what they're hitting one oh two that's all you need to know. That's why I mentioned the weather, like these hitters are sort of used to the weather, they play in Boston all the time, but you don't like to get jammed, you don't like to hit a ball off the end, and the first thing they're thinking of, uh-oh. Kevin Gosman, how do I lay off the split finger? If he attacks his zone with the hater, he's got the velocity on the hater, they'll get the swinging at the split finger, and hopefully because they're going to need him, Jeff. I don't want to say go eight, but push eight.
2: Any? The uh, back leg line is open four one six 5 going to ask the same question we asked yesterday in Blue Jays' talk and got some response to it. Uh, this series so far, the Red Sox have won the first three games. Game four is tonight. A reminder, it's a six ten start, and uh, we will not have Blue Jays talk following the game. We'll join the Leafs game uh, in, in, in progress, but um, uh, just wondering, and see what people think of this, whether this series so far has shown us more about the Red Sox or more about the Blue Jays, or maybe, as someone pointed out to me, maybe what it really says, it just reinforces how tough the entire AL East is going to be this year. And, and there's and, a bunch and, of teams in the American
1: and, League that are sort of bunched together. And
2: maybe maybe that's maybe that's a correct way to look at it. Yeah. You also made a, an interesting point on Blue Jays talk yesterday about Alec Manoa with two strikes, and how he's the the difficulty in putting in putting hitters away, which you know hitters had some success against him last year with two strikes, but this year they're. They're having a great deal of yeah, success. Yeah, last
1: year, I think that with two strikes, batters were hitting somewhere in the 130s off of him, right. which is limited not, success. Yeah, not, not good. It's not, it's not good. But, but this year, they're hitting 221, which is not good. He's had 76 plate appearances. He's given up 15 hits. He's allowed two homers. The reason why I mentioned that stat is the guy throwing today for the Blue Jays He's had 87 plate appearances against him with mm-hmm. two strikes. He's allowed three hits. You know what they're hitting off him? Well, my math point is- thirty six. That's the that's the deal here, right? It's the put away pitches. Good. This is what I mentioned last year. The Alec Manoa. Now the velocity on the fastballs for Alec Manoa, are about a mile per hour down on both of them. That's the sinker and the 4 mm-hmm. That may have something to do with the slider, why they're not swinging at it. You can let it travel a little bit more. It's not tunneling as much. He might be overthrowing it. He might be taking a little off of it to get it to where he wants it to go. Maybe the hitter's seeing it a little bit better because he's not throwing his fastballs as hard as he was last year. I have no idea why that would be. Does it, can I just jump in here for
2: a minute? Does that The fact that it's, it's been down a mile an hour and that has basically been consistent, Does that, Mm. is that less of a concern for you? Does that suggest that he's doing it intentionally or is it more of a concern? It does does not matter. If
1: you you can throw it, why wouldn't you throw it? Okay.
2: Well, we talked about guys take a little bit off their fastball.
1: Yeah, I think that's a dude like Gosman who can add and subtract. Maybe it might be be cold out one day. I'm only going to use my 95 one Guy's on second base in the sixth inning with a good hitter at the plate, and he hasn't seen my 95 all day. That's the, that's the graduation. He's been around long enough to know that, you know, I can add 91. If I had a little movement, I hold it two seam instead of four seam. It has a little late run to it. I can get some weak contact early in the count, take me deeper in the game. It's cold outside. I know what hitters are trying to do. I know what they don't want to do, which is hit a ball off the end. If I can add a little late movement to it, maybe I don't have to throw as hard. Makes my split finger a little bit better. Now I'm getting three pitch outs. Get me deeper in games. Is Alec Manoa there yet? You'd like to think he is, but I just think Alec Manoa is one of those guys who needs to have three pitches with two strikes that he can go to. Put it in a hitter's mind. Elevated four seamer. If you want to front hip the two seamer to a lefty, you want to back door the two seamer to a lefty or the slider. I can back door the slider, I can back foot the slider. Right now, the put away percentage was twenty one percent in two thousand twenty two. with the slider. Right. It's nine percent this year, which will tell you, right? They're seeing it better. He doesn't have good feel for it. For me, that's the difference, right? It is. He's thrown it one hundred and eighty three times. He's only struck out six batters with it. Should, that's a lot of it? times. They're hitting three seventy nine off the slider, slugging seven twenty four. Those are giant numbers. So you know, again, I think I think it's. I think mechanically now they figured out what they want to do with him. He's sitting in his delivery a little bit better. He's using his legs more. His back knee is a little closer to the ground. He's not standing as tall with release point, which will allow him to command into a leg. His hard ends off the way yesterday, right? Because you don't have the slider. you got to make him uncomfortable. In that's what he's trying to do. You're only able to do that if your mechanics are sound enough that now I know where my fastballs are going. Now it's the slider. You can see it. You can tell that when he's even gripping it, when he knows he has to throw it now, how do I grip it? How do I slow it down, have it have a little 12-6? Like last year, he could do something to have it 12-6. I can still want to wave for, to a lefty. It looks like a breaking ball. Then I can back foot it, throw it a little harder just by the way I grip it. I extend a little bit more on it. Right now, he's just fighting that. And that pitch for me has to get better. I think he can compete not having that to its fullest. But can he be the Alec Manoa that we saw last year without it? Not for me. Because lefties, I just mentioned that. That's the thing. That's the book on him, right? Now, if he only has two pitches, well, he got two heaters and maybe a changeup and I've eliminated the slider going into that thing. That's when you start seeing first time through, I've seen it. I've seen how long it goes before it breaks. I see now that he can't steal a strike with it, so it's not unpredictable. Now it's predictable enough that I know that if I can lay off it and see it out of his hand, it's going to break so much that it's a ball. It's non-competitive. You go from 0 for 5 the first time through to 5 for 6 the second time through. That'll tell you all you need to know, right? Is now they've seen you. Now you need all three of them and maybe the fourth one because of the changeup, right? the little sink to the changeup, the change in velocity. Those are nice pitches. I just, look, it's – he sort of had been fighting something all year. Like, it's been something in spring training, carried over to the season. He's overthrowing in his first game. Then it's mechanical. He's falling too much off to one side. He's not getting good enough extension. Like, there's a lot of things going on, right? So, it's – give him credit that he battled through what he battled through yesterday. And if they don't make the three errors when him on the mound – the game could have been different, right? Why why is Kirky throwing a ball when Devers is running down the first baseline when there's nobody around? Like, why are you doing that? Like yeah, it's it was uh, not. there's it's just not a it was a game. It's the it's a. it's Varsho throwing the ball from left field when there's nobody looking. Like you can understand the other two. You know, the Santiago West Mall, he did everything right, just the ball didn't go where he wanted it right. to go. The pick-all play, ball like might that, have, those are two guys that are trying to make a play for yes. the guy standing on the – like the guy standing on the mound knows he's struggling, wants to get out of the inning. Yeah. You can't fault that, right? But the other two?
2: Yeah. It, you play if,
1: like that against a good team right now, you're going to get beat. And that's what happened.
2: I mean, it was not – it was – you know, yes, the conditions weren't great. They were windy. They were cold. Uh, it was raining. It was cold for the other team, but too. But that – exactly. That was my uh, – that, that was where I was going with that yeah. Kevin uh they do need you mentioned this they need a lot of innings they get as they need as many innings as possible it's well, not can innings. possibly get a...
1: quality like he needs to actually right now his they,
2: team. but they also need innings right now because that I mean that that bullpen yo look this is this is temporary the bullpen bullpen could be fine going to Pittsburgh everything could right itself but right now um there's a lot of ineffectiveness in that bullpen, That's a good right now—that's
1: a good word to Go,
2: use. Going back to that 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 meltdown against the Mariners, that Sunday afternoon meltdown against the Mariners—it's almost like—and I always tend to think there are explanations for this. I, I don't think it just happens. It's not momentum, mm-hmm. but uh, this, the bullpen's been wobbly since that that Sunday afternoon against Seattle.
1: Yeah, you like what you see from Nate Pearson, Anthony Bass. I mean that 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 ship may have sailed. Like, it's... Look, Adam Simber the, 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 is due the, the, to come back at some point. Yeah, you would think they're, they're going to adjust some things there. Zach Pop, right, you want to back off a little bit and stop saying how much you love him. Just let him sort of fill yeah. in the blanks when you're filling in the blanks it with might time Pop, to right, exactly. It's time it's to sort to, of to quiet let him that, step back quiet and... Quiet
2: that down a little exactly. bit, right?
1: So just, I mean, he's a good pitcher. We know that he throws hard. The movement on it is just not there right now. It's about who he's facing. It's a lot of pressure on a kid who you re- do you really know... I mean, I think they they're hoping they know, but can he get, I've said this? Can he get a good lefty out when he has to? right now? You'd probably say no to that. So there is some adjustments down there. Jimmy Garcia, right? I think he's a kitchen sink guy. Is the kitchen sink too much to be a hybrid eighth inning guy, huh? Maybe. But I think you're married to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric Swanson, obviously, you like Jordan Romano, you like. Like, there's some pieces down there. But it gets back to that thing that I've been saying for quite some time. It, this team is really, really good when they're starting. Pitching is really good. Like, well, you yeah, can't be suspect. The start. What the starting pitching does uh, is the starting pitching hides things exactly. The heart. The
2: starting uh, pitching yeah. hides some of the question marks at the bottom end of the of, of the bullpen. Yeah, it. That's that's envying, of course, and it gives the offense a chance. It gives the offense a chance to get something going. Uh, speaking of the offense, another home run from Dalton Varshaw last night. I mean, it only took 102 at-bats to figure it out. And uh, and Vladdy, you know, putting one in the uh, roof of the parking the lot. It's the dumbest
1: pitch that's ever been thrown to Vladdy. It, I mean, it literally is the dumbest pitch could you in have, the history could you of have, pitches.
2: Could you have picked
1: a, dumber a, pick, a worse no. pitch My in mind. a worse location in a worse time? That's what one of the best hitters on earth. Does to a really stupid pitch like that is the dumbest? Whoever thought about throwing? They set up down the middle. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's like that the, is the I don't know. I mean, that's what you do when a guy doesn't do something that's smart. You make him pay for yeah. it, and he hit it to the moon, which is exactly what a guy of that caliber is supposed to do. To He's Barton. showing Vladdy a lack
2: of respect? No,
1: the night before the night before. I think they the thinking think pitching him out. around Bo to I get think, to Vladdy. I think they think they can get him out. All right, or he'll get himself out. I think that's what they think. Do you think Vladdy would take that as a lack of respect? Should he take it as I a lack of respect? Much that? I think I I too much into that. I think what he should take from that is, is if I, because of the way I've looked the last two days, if I force them on the plate, I will annihilate them because I'm really good. That should be what he takes away from it. Don't worry about what, he would do the same thing if he was the manager. <laughs> mm-hmm. The way Bo's been hidden. In big spots, you're going to pitch around Bo to get to Vladdy right now. Now, a week from now, you may not do that. But right now, it's smart pitching. Like, it's smart managing. That's what you do. Vladdy's a smart kid. He understands what's going on, who's hitting in front of him. Like, you got to understand that. Now, it's just don't try and get too excited. Don't oh try and overdo it, which we've heard his manager say he does on occasion. Just go up, be yourself, stay under control. Get that fruition of your gatherer in the right spots. Have your hand movements on time and swing at a good pitch. If you swing at a good pitch, you see where balls go, Jeff. Like, they go where nobody else hits them. So, yeah, I don't think so. I think we we read – I don't, but we sometimes read too much into what happens in front of him. They're They're both really, really good hitters. One's smoking hot and the other one's trying to catch up a little bit with the guy hitting in front of him and – that's not. That's good. It's what you want. Have you seen enough out of Dalton Varsho? Absolutely. Now? Absolutely. He has leverage now. Le- le- leverage is a big deal for a, a shorter hitter who is searching. You can tell he's searching. It's really that simple. It absolutely is. It, it absolutely. You want to feel both legs when you're a hitter. He has power. He was born with that. Don't, you can't teach the power that he has. And, so, he's, and he's strong. He I mean, absolutely is. He's a you he's shake strong in, he's dude. Very, he's, very, he's got some very strong hands. Yeah. He can have a little short, compact swing. It's just his legs were out of whack. Like the stride separation, when you have that, you lose your lower half. You're trying to play catch up with your hands. Most guys can't do that. Like, you just can't. Like, he's not old enough to do it. He ain't been around long enough to know his, there- his body well enough. And quite frankly, as an all-around hitter, right now, he's just not good enough to do that. Now, the, the consistent... Constant movement that he has gives him leverage with his lower half. He picks it up. He feels it in his back leg, inside of his back leg. When he goes forward to make his positive move, to get in an athletic position, he feels it firmly against his front leg. Everything's happening in the middle of his body, which seven at-bats ago, it never was happening that way. So, yeah, it's it's night and day. You can tell he's oozing confidence now. You know, it's just a little thing, right? It takes one little swing in a batting cage, somebody to walk up and go, hey, you know, that doesn't look right. I, I used to tell you this. The, you got to look hitterish. You got to look like you know what you're doing. He, for 102 at bats, didn't look like he knew what he was doing. And now, all of a sudden, it's just I'm going to kick it a little, to have great leverage with my lower half, everything works from the ground up, and if that takes care of itself and everything's happening in the middle of my body, my hands will follow, and because I have talent, hand-eye coordination, enough bat speed, and born with power, good things are going to happen, and good for him. Like, it just takes that moment where you look at yourself in the mirror. I'm sure he's had conversation after conversation with his dad, and they've just said, holy moly, like, it's just not right. Right.
2: But I now was under. Know. I was under the impression that his dad wasn't a big fan of the of the leg kick either. Do, do you think that maybe this is a huh. a, a less dramatic leg kick than because I I don't, I looks
1: haven't the seen. Same. I went back and watched video. So and I, I was going to ask you that. Is action.
2: it? It's the same as what he, he was is. doing at the time. So it's not a less dramatic. Yeah, it's not. Leg a, he's kick. not a kick it to his ear like Bo was that, anyway. Okay. Like
1: he's not. That's not a huge move. Right. He's just using it so he can feel the, and that's his trigger. Everybody, every good hitter, Chapman, last year was stationary. We talked about this, And yeah. went and lost his hands a lot and loses direction of where he wants his shoulders and the ball to go, right? He's a better hitter, he thinks, when he thinks right center and driving the shoulder towards that target. What's well, easier to consistently do that if you have some movement in your lower half. Mention a boxer. A boxer don't stand still to punch you. He's got movement, like he wants to, you know, move around a little bit to maximize that blow when they hit you in the face or wherever they want to hit you. So hitting's no different. Yeah, and that's a, again, I understand what his dad said to us on this show, but when you look like you've looked for 102 at-bats, you look like you don't know how to hit a baseball. You're almost in survival mode you, at you that have point. No, right like here. it's time. Like it's that, even John said it, it's that first month of the season where you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. the things you were working on. We heard Matt Chapman say that the things you're working on in spring training Chappy, that thing didn't work in spring training, right? So he's wondering to himself, is it really going to work? And then he catches fire. Well, what Varsho was doing it was wasn't working right. and then it didn't work at all. And then he tried to hold on to it and, sort of force it for the first month of the season. And then finally it was just like, Hey, if I'm going to be a big leaguer and be legit, I got to make some adjustments, adjust, adapt and overcome is the thing. The quicker a good hitter does that, the better off they're going to be. And good for him. It takes that little moment where you got to look yourself in the mirror and go, I got to make a change that ain't working. Hopefully this works. And all of a sudden it is. And good for him. Cause you can tell he's a good kid. Everybody's rooting for him. Yeah. It's pretty obvious that uh, no uh,
2: he's, He's really – you can just tell by the way dudes are
1: Yeah, the the way, hit, and, the way his buddies treat him, yeah. you can tell, right? Yeah. Uh, so, 8-3, the Jays
2: lost last night to the Boston Red Sox. I mentioned the fourth game of the series goes tonight. A 6-10 first pitch on Sportsnet 590, the fan and Sportsnet. Tomorrow, the Jays will go on to Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates, who are uh, being taken Why care of. Why'd
1: you look at me like that? By the Tampa,
2: <laughs> by the Tampa Bay Rays. I
1: just <laughs> – that's what I said. The next 22 games with the Pirates, that they're playing some really good teams, and that's yes. sort of that's sort of what it is, right? You, you know, you had your vacation for a little while, facing some bad teams. Was, you, got, you got off to a good start. Now it's that was quite a game. It, is the pitching good? And but I like the
2: Pirates. It was quite a game last night. Our boy Derek Shelton got ejected for running out and arguing about the pitch clock, the pitch timer in the middle of Shane McClanahan's delivery, which I had not seen before. I mean, he wasn't getting any... I guess he wasn't getting any satisfaction from the home plate umpire, so Scheltz just ran out on the field after the third base umpire in the middle of... That was a a strange game. And then there was the Wander Franco play. We were talking about it before the show. Grounder to Wander Franco. He catches the ball, flips it in the air, catches it in his hand, and throws to first base. It was something you... You know, something you might do if, if the, the, the biggest kid in your class was running to first base and you were playing around at recess or something like that. See if I can catch the ball, flip it up in the air, catch it again.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, you got to have a – he's got 180 million reasons he, yeah, why he could probably do probably. that. I mean, I couldn't do it's that. good thing that worked. Santiago Espinal probably couldn't do no. that. Cabin is not going to do that, right? He's – I just don't – I didn't – I don't mind it. I don't get the point. Like, what was the – yeah, I think it was 8-1 at the time. I mean, I, was it hot-dogging? I
2: I don't know. I think it's just one of those things. Can I do it? Let's see if I can do it. Oh, I did it. Great. Yeah, I mean, what'd he do? Would he do it in the sixth game of the World Series? I mean, I, probably not. Yeah. Would uh, you like to see him try it? Yeah, I'd like to see the somebody try it. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see him try it. Uh, I mean, not uh, <laughs> as a neutral observer.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? He's a I, good player. He's a good player. I mean, he's He's... They're a much better team when he's on the field playing shortstop, and and I, he he you can tell whenever he's hitting. There's his a, defense. I've said this to you forever, yes. right? They're they're all offensive players first. There there are no longer defensive specialists in the big leagues. That is not a thing anymore. Like Santiago Espinal has to hit now. Like it's just you no, want right. to be on the team. You want to be on a good team. You got to hit first, right? And then the defensive side of it, that's gravy. I think that's sort of what you're seeing with this team, right? They bring in a little flair. To the game, and I don't know if I mind. I don't. Did you care when you saw it? Did I laughed. No, I, I, was, I, too. I, I was surprised at that. I did too. I just At, don't at the mean, reaction to I didn't to know it. the point. Like, I didn't. I guess. Maybe he did it in warm ups and said, what? Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it was.
2: Yeah, it was, a, it was yeah.
1: A, I was watching that
2: game online and going back and forth. It was kind of. It was a funky game. Like, the Pirates are.
1: That's kind of fun. They're, get, they're getting better. They are
2: getting better. Which hey. you want to watch
1: them? You know, they, not a lot of people want to watch the Pirates, but now no. you do. Like I do. I want to watch them.
2: Yeah, they're not. I mean, uh, uh, they're not a. They're not a tire fire anymore. You can watch that team and you can go. You know, they can add this. They remind me a little bit of the Orioles, except I don't. I the Orioles last year, but I don't. The, once the Orioles got going last year and you started looking at that lineup, and you looked at Mountcastle, yeah. you looked at Rushman, you, you, you looked at Cedric Malt you kind of mm-hmm. went, yeah, Anthony yeah. Santander, I can kind of see it. And then here come these guys out of the bullpen. About halfway through the year last year, you looked at the Orioles and said, yeah, okay, I can kind of see where this is happening. I don't <laughs> know if we'll be like that with West, the Pirates. Well,
1: they're starting pitching with the Pirates, too. And yeah, you remember but they're couple, in the right division. Well, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. remember a couple years ago, too, you saw the outfielders, I think it was on the MLB network where they were standing on tires. Yes. And and some outfield coaches were hitting the ball in the gap or something and they would jump off the I tire I still remember like, your it's face. It's impossible, team. I didn't even know what I to say I still remember to that. your
2: face. I oh, didn't it maybe it worked. It just took 2 I, years for I, it
1: to I guess to manifest like, it, I think they are what my point is, I think they're past that. Yeah. Like those those things I just think it's now time. They've they've graduated away from standing on tires in the outfield in spring training to now being a team that you got to play well against. Even when I went to Pittsburgh to call a game for Peacock, they beat themselves against the Blue Jays. I think now, because of the way their starting pitching is, their bullpen is better, their offense is is competitive now, Mm -hmm. they're tougher outs. You have to go in there and beat them.
2: A lot of times they're not going to beat themselves. Mark DeRosa and Jeff Passan will join us in the next hour, so we'll have a chance to take a look around Major League Baseball. Also, we'll focus on Beau Bichette with Mark DeRosa. He did a uh, did a terrific breakdown. We're just laughing here the Minnesota Twins now when they hit a home run. They've got a fishing, a home run fishing jacket <laughs> that says Land of 100,000 lake rakes on it instead of Land of 100,000 lakes. I mean, and they got fishing lures on it.
1: I don't know. Do you uh, do you like that?
2: Yeah. Well, I no, it's, me, know it's to me it's not mature enough. Not mature enough. No, no, I don't want. I don't want that. Do you see what the Padres do after wins too? We were I was showing you that they put the uh, piñata there. They play Mexican music. The players all get around and Fine. dance, and they put the uh, the wrestling
1: masks on. Some would say they like that more because you can't see that. Yeah, that, that's in the that's in the clubhouse. Still, you some know. would say that. Got to be but more is,
2: mature. Is, can't, can't have
1: fun after you hit a home run. I, I mean, Nelson Cruz is like seventy-five years old, and he was doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> So let's see. So far this
2: year, we've seen Aquaman the, in, in Aquaman Seattle. In, in, I think that's in Seattle. What that is, right? It's the, the well, yeah, it's the trident. Well, it's the logo, right? Yeah. The, so we got <laughs> the Mariners doing that. We got the Boston Red Sox hitting home runs and doing the, the doing the dumbbells. Um,
1: the the samurai hat. The samurai hat. With the two greatest with the, with players. On the two earth. greatest
2: players on earth doing it. Yeah. Uh, there's the other. There's somebody else doing something. Oh, there's the the. Uh, It's the pirates with the. They also the pirates have a water thing going. I mean, I don't want to go down there. Somebody
1: does the crown, a crown and a and a. a, I don't know. That that was
2: the British team at the World Baseball Classic. No, 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 the baseball
1: team that I saw the other day does it. Might be the Reds. Could be
2: the Royals. That makes sense. No, oh the Reds. No, the Reds have got the cape and all that. That's what it
1: was. Then the crown and the cape and
2: I don't know, Kevin. There's a whole, whole, whole lot. lot There's a lot of immaturity going on. A lot of immaturity going on. I don't know. A lot of jacket wearing. Oh, the Pirates have a jacket too. They they borrowed that thing from. They, they, I don't I think know. They
1: called mask Was it okay for the? I, I for don't them to know. Steal that. A lot of immaturity
2: going on in baseball. Oof. A lot of guys having fun when they hit home runs. I don't know. If, I don't know if we can allow that. Anyhow, Mark DeRozan, and Jeff Passan joined us. The back leg line is open four one six four one three three nine five nine. Do you miss the home run jacket? Does what we're seeing in this series say more about the uh, Red Sox or more about the Jays? Lots of questions. Again, 416-413-3959. I got Jay's tickets to give away. I'll do that later. We'll go to your back leg line questions when we come back. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. That We should get a jacket. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The fans, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast diving deep into the biggest stories in Toronto sports and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkus Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify,
3: or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I really do want to start singing. There's a God of faith? Doesn't remind me. Hmm. Catchy. Uh, Tickets, tickets, tickets. I got tickets to give away in the next
1: hour. Where are they they coming? Who are they watching?
2: Orioles? Brewers? Brewers. Mark DeRosa, Jeff Pass. Maybe I'll ask DeRosa if he's going to be the new manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm sure he wants to be. If you're not paying attention. I mean, a couple things happened last night. Well, I mean, Shohei Ohtani and... Joined Babe Ruth as the only person with 100 home runs and 500 strikeouts. What took you so long? Um, <laughs> funny. Brian Cashman did a 30-minute news conference before the Yankees game yesterday. The Yankees went out and won. That is significant because generally, this is silly, when Brian Cashman holds a news conference, somebody's getting it. The Yan- or the Yankees turn around. They go on over, Oh, yeah. This has been – Pete Caldera mentioned this. They've been like huh. – this is the – there were two years in a row, so it's not like it. But two years in a row, Cashman did a news conference and the Yankees went on a roll. So anyhow, uh, and, and St. Louis, and the reason I'm it. mentioning this, because I I covered a lot of games in St. Louis when I was covering the Expos. They booed the St. Louis Cardinals last night mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Now, that does not happen. No. That may be the only baseball city... In North America, where they do not boo. I mean, they just don't. Now, they've had a lot of reasons not to boo. They've had a lot of good teams. But that is on the verge of becoming a crisis situation for they're the St. 10, Louis they're Cardinals. They're 10-21. and 21. And even in that division. Now, that division stinks to high heaven. But even in that they're, division, they're, for they're them t- to be 10-21. and 21, They're
1: 10 you know. games behind the Pirates.
2: I know. Ten games, a lot of games. Double digit games are a lot of games. I don't care what time of year. Just, yeah, the standings don't I mean, matter. I but double it digit games. Does when you're games. ten
1: back and you're eleven under five hundred? Yeah, that, that then it does.
2: Oof. And that season, I mean, we, we can go all the way back to Oliver Marmol and and that whole thing with with Tyler O'Neill, which was just badly handled. That's a team that, man, you know, If if I'm, if they continue to if they continue to to scuffle. Man, at the trade deadline, they got they got like nine guys I would be interested in. They're obviously not going to trade Goldschmidt or Aaron but man, I take anyone. I take one of their. I take any one of their outfielders. tonight. their I take their second baseman too. Absolutely.
1: Don't he hit left handed? Mm. He doesn't he lead off for them? Well, uh, he'd looked good
2: hitting second. For the he, he would be. Uh, he would be good. Um, anyhow, so we'll talk to DeRosa uh, about that and to passing as well. We'll take a look around. Uh, around Major League Baseball, but as I said, it is time now to go to the back leg line and uh, the back leg line number. It's open twenty four seven. Operators are standing by. Hmm. The numbers are four well, number is four one six four one three three nine five nine. One person a nice, standing by. You get a nice message from Kevin Barker, <laughs> welcoming you.
1: Yeah, welcome to the family. Absolutely, taking
2: a shot at me in the process. Wow
1: And any, then you can leave. A, I get.
2: Then you can leave a question or comment for Barker. Uh, suggestions, hints. Tell him a joke. Sing. You can sing if you want. If you're good. Sean and Guelph. He called the back leg line.
0: So I just wanted to uh, ask you about Springer's uh, at-bat at the second inning. I got uh, watching the game a little bit later on uh, tonight, and I watched that one, and it just seemed to be swinging at the fences for uh, all those three hacks he had. Even with two uh, two strikes, he didn't really take a two-strike approach and swung at an off-speed pitch. And as, you know, Kev would say, it didn't look elite to me. Um, nice and then, the of course, Vladdy comes up and hit that absolute bomb over the fence. And if Springer was on base, they would have been up another run. So just Ooh. trying to see if, uh, you know, what your guys' thoughts on, I just on gotta... that are. And if, uh, you know, if he had something in his mind because he's struggling, he's just trying to go for it, or if, uh, you know, there's some other reason for that.
2: All right, cheers. Thanks. Yeah, I just got to say one, one thing before Kevin answers you. Because it's something people need to guard against. And it's the theory of the predestined hit. I don't like it when people say, well, if so-and-so hadn't struck out and the next guy came up and hit a home run, it would have been a two-run home run. Perhaps not. Perhaps with a guy on base, the pitch have is different. Cha- Change up? Yeah. Well, given the way he was pitching, but, but just my point is, and this is something that was pointed out to me very, very early when I started covering baseball, by several baseball writers uh, beware the theory of the predestined hit because, uh, something happens that generally affects the approach to the next hitter. Anyhow, minor point, but, uh, Kevin, look, the, the college point, Sean's point still holds about George Springer. He's not been very good.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't think that was a big deal. I thought we were, it was it's too not. early. It's, he's got a track record. He'll show up in September oh, yeah. and October when you I've want told him to you. show I, I, up.
2: I, I, clearly, other people don't feel the uh, same yeah, way I do.
1: Yeah, Nick Pavetta last night threw... He threw him three curves in the first at-bat, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that at-bat's the third <clears throat> inning. The, the caller's talking about not the second inning the yeah. third inning because is why I was trying to look it up because I don't remember him hitting in the second inning. And I thought Vladdy hit that homer in the third inning. But he threw him a slider that he fouled off that was right down the middle. He threw him a four-seamer, the second pitch that was right down the middle, a little elevated above the bell. That's his little spot. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got kryptonite. His is elevated. Anywhere up because he takes the big hack, right? He ain't trying to go to right field. No. So it's very hard to be mechanically sound enough, especially when you're a straight up and down guy. Your eyes are really far away from the strike zone. That's why not a lot of people. Mike Trout does it, but he looks like a fire hydrant with arms. And whenever he takes a swing, his swing is so short and quick, there's just not a ton of length to it. He's a different animal. Not not everybody can do that. And I'm not saying George can't do that, but that's the way they're trying to get him out. They want to spin him a bunch of stuff to speed him up early and then elevate fastballs to him so because he's late. So he'll have something that's weak contact. He'll fly out to right field, center field, that kind of thing. But then a curveball that he took for a ball, and then he threw a slider that was in the, that was in the dirt that was middle. So he's starting again, Pavetta, I told you, threw uh, 63 breaking balls, 32 sliders, 31 curveballs. He had 22 swing and misses yesterday off the breaking ball. That was the game plan going in. He threw 29 fastballs, two changeups. The one changeup that was hit to the moon, he ain't gonna throw too many more. So the changeup wasn't his pitch yesterday. But yeah, look, I, I think I think that George Springer is going through a little something. I think mechanically, he even said it to Hazel to start Blue Jay Central yesterday, that you're going through some things. He's just trying to hit a baseball hard. It's sort of like Varsho. You gotta have a little confidence right now. He's fighting his confidence. He can hit a ball hard, maybe get a cheap hit or two. To just add some confidence to say, for me, I know when I struggle, Jeff, normally it's your first at bat. Watch him in his first at bat. If he can have a positive gain in his first at bat, I'm not talking about hitting the ball hard. It's results oriented with him. I don't care how many hard hit balls he has. He's making 150 large. He's different than most other people. It's about results. Bloop single. You take that nine times out of 10. Anybody, how many balls you're hitting hard. So that first at bat for me is the most important at bat for me anyway for him. Today he has a good first at bat. He gets a hit. I think you'll see a better game from him. It just tends to see for me anyway, and I've been there and most a lot of hitters are. When you're struggling and you go 0 for 1 and you're walking back, you sort of the first thing in your mind, uh uh-oh, here we go again. So you're more thinking about you didn't get a hit. Than you are your next at bat that I need to do this a little bit better, swinging a better pitch, whatever. So look for his first at bat. As a good first at bat, I think you'll be okay. But I'm with you. He needs to step it up a little bit. He's like some other guys on the team. They need to start having some positive results and helping their team a little bit more. Let's go to Jeff and Owen Sound. Love your show and enjoy the
0: conversation with Kipper. Um, I don't necessarily like our second baseman situation with the Jays. I love it. I think we've got two All-Stars that cover us with depth, both in the outfield and infield. And uh, Kevin is a really good 25, 26 man on the uh, in the uh, roster. He brings identity, he brings uh, culture, and he's got experience. So I love our second baseman situation, and I. I really believe that John does a great job of giving everybody one day when they need a day because we have that depth. Uh, Tipper mentioned the six-man rotation. I know the Astros had success with it uh, looking down the road. What are your thoughts about a six-man rotation for the uh, Blue Jays to keep our rotation intact and healthy?
2: I mean, I'll, I'll deal. Let's deal with the six-man rotation first of all. Who? Who's the six? Would be man? my question. Ryu, uh,
1: Ryu I'm, I'm thinking would be the obvious choice. It, Ryu when he does would come be, back. The,
2: yeah. And and I mean, Who knows fr- from the discussions
1: I've had? They they've got they they have
2: no timetable for you, Hyunjin Ryu's uh, return. He's apparently had a little bit of a of a setback, and a, but I mean, they're not. A, as I was said, mm-hmm. don't ask us for a timetable on Hyunjin Ryu. We don't have one. Ask us for a timetable in Chad Green in another couple of weeks because we're putting one together. So that that's uh-huh. kind of, that's that's kind of that's kind of where we are with that. Uh, the second base options. I mean, I'll leave aside the, the I'll leave aside the two all stars uh, and Kevin Biggio. Um, it's it's nice that someone called up and actually has some nice words about Kevin Biggio. He's a good defender. He's he's okay. Um, he can play a bunch of positions, but I've got other people that can play those same positions mm-hmm. who are going to give me a better at bat. And, and the whole culture thing—I I mean, I don't know. So I—I uh, I, I don't culture and identity. I, I here's I
1: here's what happened. Here's I what don't here here don't I'll answer that. Here I'll answer that. Here's what happens to culture. Kevin Biggio has twenty-one strikeouts, sixteen off the fastball. You want to know what he's hitting off the fastball? 0.86. Yeah. The, when you're the 26 guy. You got it. Dusty Baker told me that when I played for him with the Reds, he said one thing to me. Hit the heater. Be ready. Show me that you can get the head out on velocity because that's when you're going to be playing. You're either pinch hitting or when you do play, it'll be after you're, you've are you sat over there for three or four days coming off the bench and most of these guys throw hard. Be ready to hit it's a break. It's okay fastball. to hit a break. It's okay to miss the breaking ball, but you got to be ready to hit the hater. Until Kevin Biggio, for me anyway, he's a good defender. If you want to throw in, he's a good dude. The culture thing, how do how does anybody know that? It, how many people are in the clubhouse?
2: Yeah, I don't know the culture thing
1: are you Are you in the clubhouse I'm, enough? I'm not in the clubhouse enough to know that. I, I would think, this is just me, that just reading that number there and knowing what Kevin's hitting, 0. .86 against the fastball and what he's hitting on the season, I bet he's real quiet. Yeah, I'd, I bet he's not doing a ton of talking. Yeah, he's uh, a, he's a he's a good dude. I've had many conversations with him. I, he's a very hard worker. Yeah, there's That's nothing.
2: The, I mean, the thing but, is, it, the, but he it, needs to be better. Yeah, and, offensively. And, and this is, I mean, this this is what he is. This is what he is. And you know what? On a certain team, he might be a good twenty-six guy. On this team, I, he just does, he doesn't give me it. This is going to sound like I'm piling on, but he doesn't. Especially when I got Brandon Belt, he doesn't give me enough. There you go. I'm not getting enough out of those bottom. Two. And Nathan Lucas, I mean, I don't know. He can catch the ball and he's and he, you know, gives me a battling at bat, I guess. I I don't know. But the, the other two guys, uh, that that's an issue. I got three guys in this team right now that do not contribute. Let me ask you a question. Who do
1: you think goes first off the team? Oh Biggio Belt. Who goes first? I think Biggio. I don't. I think he brings more defensively. If he's going to hit the, oh, he, one, if he, they both are going to hit the way they hit because of the way they want to give the outfielders I days off. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I, don't. I, I, I think don't.
2: it'd be Belt first. I don't. That's the only thing I. I mean, that's a hard situation, right? Biggio's an organizational guy. Everybody does like him. The manager likes, him, a lot. The manager a likes lot. him. The. But I, I just think the general man, You spent money in Brandon Belt.
1: I, I'm with you, but it's a question. It, like it's, it's a legitimate a question. question. Yeah, but
2: I, and but beyond that, I'm cool with second base with Merrifield and, and Espinal. I'm completely fine with that. I'm pleasantly surprised at how fine I am with Whit Merrifield to second base. I just am. You? It's okay. I didn't think I would be. I didn't. I. I. I just didn't know what was left there. I didn't know if he was defensively. You mean? I'm
1: okay with him defensively. What? Well, what didn't you? No, I just offensively, okay
2: I, I didn't know, I, I, I just didn't know yeah, what that, he was going to be. Yeah, thing
1: you thought might have not been that anymore? Is what your point is? I, I just didn't think he was, yeah, I didn't think he can contribute offensively.
2: Yeah. But I wasn't worried about it because you have Espinall there, and I'm fine with Espinall. Uh,
1: I think the more you play wit, you said it a couple of days ago, the better his advance yes. will be, and because he has bat-to-ball skills, and he's been there and done it before, he knows what getting hits feels like. And when he gets... And that's a thing. And I love having him
2: on base in a big situation. Absolutely, I love... This may be mm-hmm. the first Jays team I've covered in a long time where I look at most of the guys in that lineup and I go, I think they're all going to make the right decision for the most part. You know, guys like Kirk aren't going are, are to... Most of the guys that are going to be in base, I look at them and I go, they probably all make the right decision. I'm not going to say they're going to set a record for stolen bases. That's not the way I consider. That's not how I look at a good base runner. Good base runner to me is make the right decision, like make the right read. Tagged up take the extra base, base on the fly ball exactly. to center,
1: went to third. I, or the other the thing, guy.
2: the other day, Varsho didn't do it. Remember what well, we talked about that, how Varsho tagged up and held. Yeah, yeah. But it was the thought process
1: mm-hmm. was right. Now, you could, some could say you should always do that. We shouldn't be shining a spotlight on something that every big leaguer should be able to do. There are except folks,
2: Kirk. There are folks in this team who wouldn't have done that I understand last that. year, I get it. Uh, Steven Halifax.
0: I have a question. Not really, really Blue Jays related, but uh, I guess it is kind of Blue Jays related. I'm wondering if you guys think that Charlie Montoyo will be the manager of the Chicago White Sox before the end of the season. Or maybe before the All-Star break.
2: I mean, they they're committed to the new guy. Everybody seems to think he's a good manager. I will say this about Charlie Montoyo: I don't know if you saw the story, but Luis Robert was yanked out of the game for failing to hustle. And didn't know who Charlie didn't was. know who Charlie Montoyo was. Just odd. It was the, 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 the during an interview, it became obvious to everybody that the starting center outfielder the center know. fielder did not know who the bench coach was which would suggest to me that Charlie's influence might be a little benign i mean yeah, I, it's I, a
1: hard again it that's a hard question to answer cuz we're not in the red we're not there we're, we're but, not, we're but not there's there. nothing odd. listen from from charlie's a good man from
2: yeah. you know a high level i don't know how the hell you can judge the manager of that team right now. I don't that, that team that's is all the
1: players that that is I, we talked 100% about the percent it's the players that
2: ain't the gm no. That ain't the player. That's a good team. Or that isn't the GM, that isn't the manager. I think there's some good players in that team. I do too. They're just not playing well. They're not playing. No. They're,
1: they're, not, they're not playing. They're not a smart well. team. Like they don't know who to who should catch the fly ball in the outfield. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Like it's hit to the right fielder or the center fielder runs over and catches It's like little league. Yeah. That's um
2: yeah.
1: I'm, Maybe. And if you
2: really want to know the problem with the White Sox is the ownership. It it it's I mean it just is and I don't say that because Jerry Reinsdorf is probably more responsible is, is probably bears the responsibility for ninety nine percent of the bad stuff that's happened in baseball in the last sixty years. Uh, that aside, just as an owner, it, it's time for him to move on. And uh, it re-
1: it really is amazing how good your players can make you look. Oh yeah! Like a week ago, we were praising how good the Blue Jays were looking because of the way their starting pitching looked yeah the last couple of games, it's like, holy, you're pulling your hair out. what's John doing? why is he bringing this guy in? Why is this guy not throwing like it's just it it's amazing how I guess yeah it, I, how south it can go in a hurry right the the optics of the way your team can look just because of the way you're pitching or the way you're not doing something the way you you should be doing it,
2: yeah, what kind of concerns me is the fact that Crazy, that this organization this organization, the White Sox, had Tony La Russa. That was a disaster. We knew that was going to be a disaster. We now, thought he was the problem. Now they brought in a guy who was considered one of the game's future managers. Sure. Again, everybody, uh, we said Jason, Jason Benedetti. Yeah, young guy. I mean, doors always open. Doors always open. Mm-hmm. And Culture uh, guy. A culture guy, <laughs> yes. <laughs> eh. A culture guy. Bob in Mississauga.
0: wanted to mention that I love the In the East segment.
2: I'm taking credit and for that. I wanted
0: to suggest that you try a segment called On the Farm. Uh, oh. I could do that one of the other days of the week. Oh, cool. uh, give us an insight as to, you know, how the, the Anthony Bargers and Ricky Tiedemans of the world are doing. Uh, oh, wow. It's always interesting. and, yeah, and fun more work for Jeff.
1: The, um, the prospects are, are up to. Okay. Thanks. Enjoy the show. It It would make some sense. Yeah first of all, to give you more work just gives me great pleasure. Like, I want to see your face and, and have you yelling and screaming at everybody that's around you just because, I mean, it's funny and it makes me laugh and it makes my day better. So that that was a one really good reason in itself. But <laughs> the other good reason would be because of the way the lefties are on this team, Belt, Biggio, that you might need to fill the, the bullpen, that you might need to fill in some blanks knowing what's on the farm might not be a bad thing.
2: Yeah, I get. and speaking of the farm, uh, Brandon Barrera made his uh, debut uh, Wednesday night. He's considered Toronto's number two prospect behind Ricky Tiedemann, and he threw four hitless innings, struck out six in his professional debut for single-A Dunedin. And just looking, topped out at 95-8. Uh, slider, he's a lefty, seven whiffs and 22 sliders, four of his six punch-outs. Wow.
1: They actually have that for minor leagues? That's crazy.
2: <laughs> they got minor league khaki. I don't, I don't. They got There's minor there's league khakis. Minor,
1: is there really? Yeah. That's yeah,
2: they, tremendous. You know what they say?
1: <laughs> you know what they say? When,
2: I think, didn't they say this in Bull Durham? The khakis are better fitting. In the major leagues, oh no question. The the, the stores
1: are better. The stores are better. No question. the, 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 the pants the are longer too. <laughs>
2: pants are longer. More pleats, Lance Kennedy. Well done, Lance. Yes. The yes. pleats are pleats yes. are better yes. in the in in the major leagues. the The pocket yes. things for the for the pens are they last yeah. longer. And and the, and the pens, they use pens in the I've major never been leagues. To the they, don't, they don't. I'll until I pencil. went to the
1: big leagues. There you go. Couldn't afford it. Didn't have those in the minor leagues. Dry cleaner. What? I mean, what? Way too much fun with Throw that. Throw it in the dryer. Mark DeRosa, Jeff
2: Passon, and tickets. That's all you need to know about the next hour. That. No, it can't me. be. No. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The Fan Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast.
0: Discussing the biggest stories that matter to
2: Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Alish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. <laughs> Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mark DeRosa and Jeff Passon will join us in this hour. Wow, what an hour. DeRosa did a good job uh, talking about Beau being locked in at the dish. Yeah. we talk to him about that. Passon will be along as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wonder if... uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Given how close the AL East is, mm-hmm. I wonder if teams are going to be more aggressive early
1: in the ask, trade market. Let me ask you a question. Who finishes higher in the American League East after you've <laughs> seen the Red Sox lineup? The Red Sox or the Orioles?
2: Orioles. Ooh. I am a little all-in. I'm almost scared well, how all-in I am in like the it. Orioles.
1: What's all-in? Second like, place? Not all-in. Second place?
2: Third place. Mm. that concerns me that i feel that way Mm. uh we have got tickets to give away and i'll probably could of course i could change my mind absolutely uh we have tickets to give away to see the jays and brewers down at the rogers center on may 31st we've been giving you a chance all season long here in blair and barker whether you listen to the radio or on our
1: podcast lance don't be afraid to
2: uh, a trivia question to win me. to win Blue Jays tickets. All you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question to 59590. The problem is we could ask a trivia question about you, but you wouldn't know the answer. Like, I don't, I figured ha- that out I don't about have you. to know. I figured that out enough. I don't have the, to know. It. About you. By, uh, it, I don't need the ticket. Just how you don't. I, the first hit, I don't know. Do you remember what the count was? I don't know. But you, you can't remember if you sold your car. No, I remember. You didn't know what type of car it was was the problem.
1: Yeah. I had more than one card.
2: You sold your car when you were slumping.
1: Absolutely.
2: I'd do it again to get hits. Anyhow, today's question is to win tickets to the Jays and Brewers games, uh, game at the Rogers Center on May 31st. <laughs> Yesterday, we asked you this former Blue Jay holds the Brewers single season record for doubles with Jonathan Lucroy 53. <laughs> and gave we a gave a you the
1: answer. Wait, you, told, <clears throat> you said it. It was Lyle You Lover, told babe. that really nice story. I did. I, did I had a couple actually, of people reach out and said they liked the story. It, oh, did they really? Well, that, was, that was a nice story. That's hey, your mom. Reached out to you?
2: no. My mom doesn't have the internet. No, <laughs> no,
1: she, she doesn't. have a phone, like you can. She text you or anything. No, no, she has
2: got a landline. She does not. No, she's, she's ninety nine years old. There's 99. nobody. She, there's nobody she'd want to text.
1: That's awesome. Ninety nine. She doesn't look it. Huh? You've she never look seen 99. her.
2: I have. Oh yeah, you have. That, that time too. you were at her house. <clears throat> yeah. No, I she, Facetimed you. She doesn't look ninety nine. She doesn't. Um, that's because I think she's actually ninety eight. Anyhow, um. Potato, potato. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) On June 5th, 1989, the Jays played their first game at the Sky Dome against the Brewers. Who let off for the Brewers that night against Jimmy Key? You can text the answer to 59590 for a shot to win. See rules at sportsnet.ca slash 590. Again, on June 5th, 1989... Kevin Barker's Blue Jays played their first game at the Sky Dome against Kevin Barker's Brewers. Who led off for the Brewers that night <laughs> against Jimmy Key? I did play for five ninety five ninety. 590, 590. Uh, Texas for your shot to win. And uh, again, I said see contest rules at sportsnet.ca slash 590. Do I have any other business I have to do today? I don't think so. Um, remind people 610 start just because it is a, an odd start time. Bill mm-hmm. uh, Leafs. Bill Leafs. Remind people that there will that we will not be doing Blue Jays talk tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. There will be a very tiny wrap-up show following the Jays game, and then we'll join mm-hmm. the uh, Leafs. Jays 4-0 win. We'll join the Leafs 5, five two win over the Panthers in progress. Wow. By the time we join, it'll probably be 5-1. Yeah.
1: I haven't figured out why you continue to say this. Just because it drives people nuts. That's why,
2: and also because if the Leafs do win the Stanley I'm Cup, I'm going to be I'm the only I'm person in the city that's going to be able to say, "I told you so."
1: Baffo M- hates you.
2: I'm going to be the only person in the city to say, "I told you so." <laughs> I just don't get it. Uh, what do you? You mean? haven't won for since '67, so just think you're going to win. Just uh, think you know, you're going to you know, win.
1: Life doesn't work that way.
2: Should Oh, They're going to lose. <laughs> everybody, everybody you talk to, positive. Oh, give it, give it positive, a minute. They'll lose. <laughs> positive thoughts. Oh, what is it they say on the Sportsnet the the betting thing? Good be vibes, vibes only. Good wow. vibes only. Who are you? Good vibes only when it comes you. to I the league. I don't Leafs. know you anymore. I'm just saying. But I know why you're doing this. Good, <laughs> Good vibes only. <laughs> I
1: know why you're doing this. Uh, I have faith. I have confidence. <laughs> I root for him. I'm not going to watch, but I root for him. You watch a bit. Not a second. You watching any of the NBA? I'm not staying. The only two teams that I would yeah, watch I start at like 10, 15. Absolutely not. I have a son. I have to get up I at five got o'clock. Got to watch a bit of it though, man. Steph
2: and LeBron is such good theater. I'm good. Such good theater. But yeah, it'd be nice. Does it play.
1: matter if either one wins? Like it, yeah, I kind of. Yeah, like right? Does it matter? To me, die a legacy. Does it matter? it? I think they are what they are. No, right? you know not what? I, I think it's almost like,
2: I think the way the NBA is now, you're almost a Steph guy or a LeBron guy.
1: Ah, are you? It, I
2: they're think two so. different players. Yeah, but it it was like you are either Bird guy or a Magic
1: guy. Um, I'm kind of a Steph guy. Who's the best basketball player ever? Is he still playing?
2: No, for me, you're talking to someone who watched Jordan. So no, I'm with you.
1: That's what I said. I don't think this matter then, really matters, does it? I mean, then, does it matter if LeBron wins one more championship? Like, and the second, it, I don't, is second it, best. He he will be the second for me second-best player ever behind Michael Jordan, whether he wins another one or no,
2: not. No, no, uh, uh, Then you get into things. The game is so different, like you know, Oscar Roberts and Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, I mean, I don't know.
1: It's the beauty of uh, sports. All, Everybody
2: has their opinion, Jeff. One, one of the problems with, the, with picking the best player in the NBA, someone pointed this out to me and it does make sense, the really elite players, all the folks in that conversation, are serial winners. Like you can't look at one and go, Yeah, but you know what? Dude yeah. didn't win a championship. No, you're talking about guy won five, guy won four. I mean, come on. You're comparing
1: I think yeah, but the Jordan difference is he was six and oh
2: in it. Yeah. Well that's I, the difference. I said Jordan is Jordan for me that's is all. is is the best basketball player. Uh yeah. the best NBA it's player. A solid of all opinion time. by you.
1: It's a solid one. Well, I mean it's
2: like you know, it's kind of obvious, but Mm. Um, but yeah, the fact that they're all winners is, uh, mm. and and that notwithstanding, and, and I don't I don't like I don't dislike LeBron by any stretch. I I, I, I'd be really happy. I'd be happy if either of them it's won. I'd be happy if either of them won the title. I, I again I would. Um, I've dealt with LeBron like in an interview situation mm. and Steph in an interview situation. They're both how are they? Oh, they're, they're, for, for elite athletes, they are. I, I will say this again and again and again. There are no athletes in the planet who are whose elite players are as easy as professional to deal with as NBA. That's yeah, part of it. Nothing's even it's part close. of it, right? There is, there, nothing is close. There is. No- there's
1: not a lot of you, so you need to yeah. speak more, right?
2: But there's. There is no other sport where it's, it comes within the general yeah. vicinity. They're great and, and, and when I say they're, they're also they're also interesting. Most of them will. Good point. Most of them will, and even the guys. Give that you people, answer. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's a great interview. Sure, and he is. Yep. And 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 the NBA is full of
1: dudes like they that.
2: are. Anyhow, yeah. that was a bit of a uh, mm. tangent after our question, but that's okay. We're waiting for Mark. DeRosa Jay's to lost eight three.
1: It's what happens.
2: Yeah, we pretty much broke that down anyhow, mm-hmm. and, and we talked about Gosman. Uh, Brian Bayo's going for the Red sox tonight he's an interesting dude he's a guy that Pedro Martinez has sort of kind of taken under his wing a little bit uh, S- smells change up yeah i I mean he's still a work in progress sure but um th- there's there's a lot to like about him you know, I was thinking about what you had, you had just asked me earlier about the orioles and and the red sox and and who I think will finish ahead of the other one the other one. I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't think I can. I don't think I can say with any certainty what I think the order in the East is going to be after the race. I, I, I truly don't. Jays could finish third. Uh, they could finish second. They could finish fourth. All, every team in the, I, I will say this. I'm beginning to think every team in the East is going to be over 500. Looks that way. And it may not be by the last team. May not be just one game over 500. They you. may be a couple of games I'm of with over you. 500. Yep. <sighs> And I don't know. Does that mean that there's a chance that all those teams go to the postseason? It, oh. It's the Red Sox, yeah, and, and maybe this is recency bias because of what we've seen in these past couple of games. But the Red Sox have really confused me when it comes to the American League East because I honestly just didn't.
1: I can't believe I didn't know their lineup was this good.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I,
1: I just I, I can't believe nobody else knew that. Well,
2: you know, part of, part of the issue is I mean you you. You read about the Red Sox. You see what social media is saying about the Red Sox. And going into this series, I bet ninety percent of Blue Jays fans and Blue Jays followers all they read was the time bloom is you know they they, they mm. he's got a, he's made all these mistakes. Bogarts isn't there. Yada yada, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. Mm. It's awful. No one thinks the, the Red Sox thing can, until they fixed it. There's an, nobody in the stands. I've never seen Fenway Park that as empty for a three game um, series. Yeah, all um. of this stuff. So you kind of think okay, and then then you see them in person, Holy you God. see the lineup and <sighs> you, I don't know who kidnapped Jaron and Duran and, and, and who they replaced him with. All of a sudden, I'm looking at that lineup and I'm going, okay, pick the soft spot.
1: Duran's hitting fifth. I know. For he's he, he's four points away from 400. I know. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. And he's catching the ball. I oh, you knew he was gonna do that. Well, until last year. Well, I know I know he was trying of that to one, say there. That but, yeah, one particular but he's play. a good defender. He's a defender first, but all of a sudden now, you know, he's he's not lifting as many weights. bat looks a little quicker. Ah. So uh we are
2: waiting on Mark DeRosa, Jeff Passan as well. Anything else you want to chat about while we uh while we wait for Mr. DeRosa? I mean We talked about the errors a bit last night. Um I liked your point about uh, the the, the and Manoa errors to me were a little different than the the, the VAR show. Sure.
1: Espinol did everything right. The ball just didn't end up where he wanted it to go. The the other two though, there's no excuse for that. Yeah. The Kirky one, <laughs> I mean he's right in front of it. Eat it. You know your dude on the mound is going through some things to help him. Don't am give I, him an extra base. Am I off base? Probably. Mm-hmm. When I
2: look at and I'm sure the framing number. I mean, I haven't looked. I'm sure, but am I off base and kind of thinking that the game just looks sloppier when when Kirk's behind the plate? Uh,
1: yeah, it looks that way because of the way M- Manoa's gotten off to the start of this season. That's why. It's yeah. why it looks that way. I'm sure he's no different of a catcher this year than he was last year when it comes to receiving blocking. I mean, he's, his throws have gotten better. Game calling. I know they've they've had some head scratches when it comes to that. There was some shaking off yesterday. They weren't not on the same page. You can tell that. But he does right now only have about two pitches. I mean it's not well, real I was hard to get on the same page, right? It's hard in soft away. Yeah. The soft away you don't have a ton there, right? He didn't throw his change up enough that would be an issue. So I don't know. Maybe. The question would be would he ever would they ever, would they ever put the great one behind the plate to try and just get Manoa back on track? And would, then, would they, that even matter? Would they
2: give would they uh, send they Alec Jans- Manoa to Dr. Jansen's Maybe. pitch would correction? They, school? Would that
1: you think? No. I don't either. I
2: mean, I'm you got. You. I love Danny, but you got to give him a day. Like, oh, they he, could. They could, can't catch every they day. They could
1: do that. They yeah. could give him a day. So
2: uh, they do have a couple of. Uh, John Schneider will join us tomorrow. They do have a couple of off days next week, right? They got. Is it Monday and Thursday is an off day next week? Sure. Wait. Yeah. So go with that. Well, it, it'll be interesting to see whether or not. Some dudes in probably need to leave their cell phones. No, at home. I was going to say no. It'd be interesting to see. I was thinking of the rotation, whether or not the performances we've seen in the most recent turn from the Jays starting pitchers would have the Jays thinking about possibly doing something with an off day. I like I, what. I, I don't. I don't know what you would do. I,
1: I, I'm just. I mean, maybe you're 26, again. Kevin twenty six guy. If Kevin Gossman does Kevin Gossman things an- tonight, Anthony Bass. Like you, you could look at a couple of those names, but you'd have to have better reasons, better better options to call up Anthony Bass. I mean, you could make an argument that anything's a better option right now. I mean, you just can't find it for whatever reason. I mean, maybe that's the what what happens in bullpens, right? Certain guys just back to back games, back to back years. It's hard, right? So I mean, did anybody see Trevor Richards coming?
2: You know, Trevor, the numbers on Trevor Richards' changeup are insane. They're insanely good. Especially when we're going into last it, it night.
1: Really, it really is because he doesn't throw real hard. I mean, it's 92. Yeah. He can throw it nine times in a row, and they still can't hit it. It's crazy. Some arm speed and location and late movement has to be all there. He throws it to the left. He throws it to right. He's like, he's not afraid to throw it anytime. All of a sudden, now, I'm okay with him being in the game, too.
2: Tonight. We have uh, Mark DeRosa, MLB Network Analyst, joining us on Blair and Barker. Mark, thanks so much for joining. Kevin and myself, we trust that, you are, uh, that you're keeping well and that, uh, that, that things are going swimmingly for you. I um, wanted to ask you this, uh, because we've been talking about uh, this Red sox J series so far, with the Red Sox winning the first three games, and we've kind of been going back and forth as to whether we're learning more about the Red Sox out of this series or we're learning more about the Jays. And as someone who's played, as someone who's been a broadcaster, and someone, frankly, who will, will, will be managing at some point, mm-hmm. I, in my own opinion, how do you view, what do you, what do you look at when you see the first month of the regular season? And has it changed, Mark, since you stopped playing? In other words, do you look at it differently now as a broadcaster, as an analyst, than you did as a
3: player? Not you know what? First off, thanks for having me on. Love talking to you guys, Barker. I played against him and coming up through the minors, so always, nice. always good. I'm always locked in on Toronto and what's awesome. going on there. Maple Leafs won a series. I remember when I was there; that was like the biggest thing, and they end up losing. I'm like, so I started to lock in on that a little bit. But getting back to your your question, I don't. No, I don't look at the game any differently than I did d- did as a player. Um, face value, just going into the season, on paper, Toronto looks like they have no flaws except maybe the bridge to Romano, and then they tried to clean that up with the Tiosker deal and got Swanson, who's thrown the heck out of the ball for Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. I feel like the Blue Jays have every – piece to the puzzle to make a world series run i felt like they were susceptible last year a lot you know a lot's been covered about that being too right-handed uh maybe defense was a little amiss but love everything the Myers, the brandon belts of the world kind of giving some 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 depth and some length to the lineup some left-handed bats so I, i i like where you guys are at d what what's
1: your take on Manoa? You know, it's, it's hit or miss. I, he took 112 off the knee yesterday in the fourth inning. Maybe that had something to do with it. I'm not going to say that because he stayed in the game. I'm going to give him that, right? It's if you're in the game, I'm going to talk about you like you should be in the game and you should be locating your pitches. But far, yeah. from far away, is there anything you're seeing from him that worries you? Do you think he'll turn this around? Slider hasn't been real good, right? He needs all three of them. And the added change-up, too, which would give him a fourth one. But when he doesn't have the slider, that's sort of the pitch, right?
3: Well, my big thing with him is he's one of the the young pitchers in the game that could command in. Like, when I watched him the first two years, he could go four-seamer in for strike, four-seamer in up under your chin, Get you like almost on the de- defensive, and then bring out that big nasty sweepy slider and get you fishing. It just seems like like for me, he hasn't established that like big time heater inside to get guys off his stuff. Um, yeah, I was always blown away at like that big presence. It almost looks like he must have some elite spin rate because a lot of guys are swinging through a heater that's not crazy velocity lifey right now, but. I think for me, you got to trust he's going to figure it out. A couple clunkers to get the season going, but like you said, he needs a slider. But I think he needs that to establish that heater in again.
1: Uh, tell me where Bo Bichette ranks offensively with players you played for before.
3: Wow, he's up there. Bark, we do the we do the sky boxes every day, and, and the reason I do them is is because I love to love on the players and and, and show the kids at home that there's just not one way to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, feel versus real, all that, the, all that being said, like studying Bo swing, you wouldn't teach that to anyone. <laughs> and if you went back and looked at him in high school, you wouldn't teach that move to anyone. But the bottom line is the results are always there. They're always there, um, Special player. He cleans up his defense. He cleans up his defense to where it's locked in on a daily basis. You're talking like the impact that – I know he doesn't run the bases the way Trey Turner does, but they're similar in, in, in the way they impact games. Uh High energy guys, the high leg kick early in the count, the two strike approach, the ability to hit the other way, instant energy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of, of what Bo's doing.
2: Dero, it's interesting hearing you talk about a swing because when he was drafted, one of the reasons, and Dante has told us this, that, that they kind of sent out word to various organizations that, look, we'll. We'll sign, providing you don't. <laughs> we we don't, ain't changing. We ain't changing. No. So you know, yeah. we, we, this is this is what you got. This is what you're going to have for three years. You're going to have to deal with it. Does that uniqueness make him harder to game plan for if you are if if you're a pitcher because it's not it's not something you see all the time? In addition to just his tremendous skills, just the way he goes about his business. Does that make it harder I, to plan for him?
3: I think. I think. It maybe lulls some pitchers into thinking he's got some holes that they that mm-hmm. they can take advantage of. With, with, you know, with maybe arm barring out a little bit, which he's removed out of his high school video. Um, the ability to maybe drive a heater inside on him or get him to fish. Uh we we just did we just looked at him. Mm-hmm. He literally does everything, right? So he hammers the fastball. That's number one. You're going to play in the big leagues. you got to ha- hammer the fastball. But he's hitting everything. He can hit with two strikes. He's got the highest percentage of hard-hit balls the other way. Since the start of uh, the second half last year, which is crazy. When you give yourself that mar- much margin for error, and I always say this, like the coaches of the youth sports, and and uh, whether it be announcers, oh, just hit the ball the other way. Well, show me, because <laughs> yeah. a lot of us didn't do that ever. Yeah, right. So he he brings he brings that that skill set, and. Let's let's be honest. If his dad's not Dante Bichette, hot hands hitting Jacks Blake Street bombers, I, I, he he's changed in, in instructs his instructional league. His first year he rolls in. Yeah, yeah. But because you know we'll trust the fact that a track record there, you give him you give him that that runway and it's worked.
1: Boy, you nailed that. Okay, let's flip it over to the National League, the the Central. Tell me what's going on with the Cardinals.
3: Yeah, I watched them last night take on Shohei Otani. The lineup's deep. I like their lineup. Arenado's gotten off to a slow start. Um, their pitching staff's scaring me a little bit, starters wise. Not a ton of strikeout stuff. Constant balls in play. Yeah, they, they, you know, coming into the season, when I looked at them on paper, they were almost like a scary, like sleeper. Sure. Because You didn't think the NL Central was going to be tough. You didn't think the Pirates were going to get off to the start. You knew the Milwaukee Brewers would be in the mix. But I, I thought that was a division they could kind of like sleepwalk their way to the postseason and maybe surprise some people. But I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do because I don't know if it's going to turn around per se mm-hmm. record-wise. I, I think it's going to you're going to need an influx of something. They just have a glutton of these young outfielders and – Maybe they can get an arm in there.
1: I, I, I saw trout going back Lake City off them yesterday, and, 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 yeah, and for, yeah, yeah, and for the first time, I I saw the fans booing the Cardinals. Tell, tell me, tell me what that would do to the organization? Hurry them up? What, what's what's that going to do?
3: Yeah, well, they're stout, man. Playing there in '09, I mean, the owner Bill DeWitt, John Mozalox, the president. Oh, everybody, they won't allow, they won't allow it to to linger much longer. Mm-hmm. I I. I I'm in on what, what, what they're putting out there. I didn't love them sending Jordan Walker down their big prospect. Yeah, that's crazy, right? You know, Bark, if you're going to bring yeah. him up, he's got to get leave 600 play to Leave him. Yeah. He, I, if we're worried about him hitting, we're, we're in trouble. D-Row's got two right? all-famers around him, two in the exactly. lineup. Let him play. And I think maybe, I don't know. I, I got a lot of respect for what Wilson does on a nightly basis behind the dish and hitting, but you can't deny the fact that them not having Yachty, has affected them in some small way. Yeah, Yachty's, uh
2: almost like a security blanket. No question, back there, and probably a security blanket actually. Well, I was going to say, as an active player for the manager, now, I mean, you might be looking over your shoulder, wondering whether or not he's <laughs> he's he's coming after your uh, he's coming after your job if you were if you were there. Uh, just, well, we've just got you for a couple of minutes. Um, what's real and it, to your mind right now? Oh, what's real and what isn't real in the AL East?
3: what's real and what Tampa Bay's real Mm-hmm. on a nightly basis. Listen, they're on a historic run. You can't deny that, but they're getting, they play D at a high level, like high, high level. They run the bases better than anyone in the game. Um, they're starting pitching is they throw machine. McClanahan is as good as anyone in the game. No question. Flat out. Um, they, yeah, I trust their manager. They're they're for real. Uh, Boston's gonna gonna, I think gonna be a lot of this all year. Mm-hmm. Better than we expect, but not enough to get over the hump. I like where Toronto is. The Yankees got to get healthy before I can make a judgment on them. I mean, last night it's Jake Bowers and Willie Calhoun and I. K. I don't even know who the Yankees are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who am I missing in there? Is there one? There's one other I'm missing. Orioles. Oh, I like the Orioles. I still don't I, listen. I like their young pitching. I don't trust it to get mm-hmm. me through 162, um, but I like what I like what they're putting together. I'm, I'm going to put you, I'm going to put
1: you on your on on the spot because I know who Let's your boys them. are with the Braves. Who, who's a better team, the Rays or the Braves?
3: Yeah, I I mean, right now, just watching them on a nightly basis, it would be Tampa. But if you if we're starting a seven game series tonight, Kevin, I, I'm on Atlanta. <laughs> their lineups... Crazy. A joke
1: first three guys are a joke
3: you're exactly right they're a joke and it gets deep sean murphy i mean he's come over and been unbelievable michael harris is going to get going at some point um same with austin riley i love their starting rotation with strider and freed and so yeah. i would i would lean braves yeah
2: mark we're gonna let you scoot Great man stuff, thanks buddy. for doing this you're the best always good to talk you to you. be well all right, take care, guys. Mark DeRosa, MLB Network, and uh, he is co-host of MLB Central Weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We always have it on here.
1: Mm. Plus... Uh, I like his breakdowns.
2: I do, too. The MLB Network is billing this week as Rivalry Week with the Dodgers and Padres, Mariners, and Astros. It's
1: an art to break each against gun Yeah, well, not everybody will understand both things he, that a lot of people will be uh, we a- selling. We sell it, no well, good way.
2: We've had both he and, and Bill Ripken on, and, and one of the reasons... I like having them break down swings. It's the same reason I like having you break down swings. Because every time we have them on, I get a DM or just a tweet from somebody who said, "Hey, that we got it. We got two of them with Chipper. Hey, great segment, saving it. I'm using it with the kids. So I like when simple. I like Relatable. when yeah, exactly. It's Easy, exactly. Uh, Don't overthink it. That Braves, Rays, man. I, I, I am. I listen. I think. I think the Braves are – that's why I picked them to win the World Series. I, I think they're scary good. I think Ronald Acuna Jr. – Ronald Acuna Jr. might be the closest thing we've seen to Ricky Henderson.
1: I, I, th- I think and the Braves' rotation will be longer. This is what I said. If Now, the Braves, they do have issues with – they've got I, some health now, issues. Soroka's kind of hit a bit of a, a, uh, a, a bump in his rehab. Sure. But, but you're not really counting on that. Like it's, no. Like, like uh, I'm, what I'm saying is in a seven-game series, you would need a fourth guy. Mm-hmm. whose fourth guy do you trust more, the Braves or the Rays? Right now, it would be the Braves. Yeah. That is, I think, and their well, lineup. What who would the Rays' fourth guy be? I mean, you're looking at Glasno healthy,
2: yeah. McClanahan, uh, uh, Rasmussen's in the yeah. rotation. Who am I missing? It'd be a bullpen guy. So, yeah, you're right.
1: Or you would have been Springs, but yeah. he's injured. You're right, so you're right. So, so be, That's the fourth it, guy, right?
2: Yeah, the Braves. And I just, I think the Braves lineup. And, you know, it, it's... Um, pardon me. Sorry, Mark. Thank you. That's the guy, Zach Eflin. I was, I was, trying, I was trying to yeah, figure out. Yeah, but he
1: might, he might be that hybrid guy. Is he a starter? Is he a reliever? Like, when would you use him? That, that's some sort of the race way, right? I do know this. So, Yeah, it would be.
2: It'd be a, it'd be a fun World Series. I, it would there'd be a lot of athletic. There would be a lot of stuff going on in that series. Well,
1: how good the ratings would be with that, but yeah, I'm, I'm
2: with you. Eh, ratings are going. You know what? The ratings are going to be the ratings. Baseball is a regional game. The ratings are going to be the ratings. Not going to be three of those any... games
1: in Tampa. I'm not real sure, but hey, yeah. I mean they'll come if they're in the World Series. I'd hey, be interesting. I'll
2: tell you one thing: with the new rules in place,
1: the, the those what, the, those, the, those two teams, the, the health get reasons at it. for the Yankees now have opened the door for a ton of teams. Yeah, that you. Yeah, we'll
2: talk to. uh, We're going to talk to Jeff Passen about that. The Yankees, they get Harrison Bader back. He He's gets hurt, hurt last night. But Draza got hurt hard to do. last night. I mean, they, they did come back and win. But, you know, we talked about the booing in St. Louis. There were a lot of fire boon chants last night.
1: He's used to that. That's what I said. You, you say standings don't matter. They matter with that team. Well, I, I th- they matter
2: with that no, team. You know what matters with that team? Is a,
1: no, you know what matters with that team? Not is being l- in last place. Lack of a
2: World Series matters that team. They haven't won. They haven't won a World Series for a long time. That's you win a World Series there, you buy yourself a couple of years. They haven't won a World. I mean, look at the Maybe. teams that have they've seen the Rays go to the World Series. Like, look at the teams that have won the World Series instead of them. They've seen the Red Sox it win. they got the world four Series. more
1: years, too, which is kind of odd. Surprising. Yeah, and me. the other surprising. For me. If you wanted to make a change and, and mix things up, that would have been a good time to do it.
2: Yep. Um, Jeff Passan is ESPN's MLB insider. He'll join us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet five ninety, the Fan three sixty, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the
3: show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: A reminder: the first pitch is six ten tonight. Jay's looking to avert a sweep at the hands of the Boston Red Sox. Huh. As we all could have called that. No, I sure didn't. I think we should ask uh, Jeff Passan, yeah. MLB insider with ESPN, the same question we've been kind of kicking around today, and the same question we kicked around on uh, Blue Jays talk yesterday. Let's bring Mister Passan in. Uh, Mr. Passing, trust that you're doing well. Uh, so Parker and I have been throwing this around, a- admitting out of the gate that we really were not paying attention to the Boston Red Sox, clearly. We're trying to figure not out. their lineup. No, not their lineup. No. We're trying to figure out if these three games are telling us more about the Red Sox or more about the Blue Jays. What do you think?
4: I think probably more about the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. They've had, I believe, by weighted-on-base average, the second-best offense in baseball this year. Uh, no, I take that back. They're third. Tampa's the best, like, far and away, not even close. I mean, they have, like, a team Wobo of 376, which is, like, all-star. It's like their entire team is playing like all-stars this year. Their OPS is 875. Next best is the Braves at 810. And then the Red Sox at 800. and. I'll tell you what the Red Sox do well. They don't strike out, guys. Yeah. Yeah. They have the second lowest strikeout rate in the big leagues behind the Washington Nationals and the and the Nationals are just a bunch of slap hitters. Um the Red Sox have some slug. Like they can they can put a charge into the ball and it's you know, it's not a lineup that you look at and you're like, "Well, gosh, you know, I I should be scared of this, but It's a lineup that's just filled with, like, solid hitters. Um, You know, Rafael Devers, yeah, he scares you. But does Justin Turner at this point scare you? Probably not. But he's still getting on base 37% of the time. Does Masasuke Yoshida scare you? Probably not. But only because you don't know who he is. He's really good. Um, Alex Verdugo has stepped up this year. Jaron Duran's been on fire lately. Uh, even Tristan Cassis, who hasn't hit her all this year, still has thump in his back, Connor Wong behind the plate. I mean it's a deep lineup, and i I don't think they can pitch enough to be a threat, mm-hmm. but the way that they're playing right now uh, the fact that they they're still going to be getting potentially Trevor' story back and uh you know getting uh adelbert uh, Adelbert Talmond to see they. They need pitching though. Like if you looked at the ERAs of their starters,
2: yeah, they are not. Uh, I
4: believe I, I believe Nick Pavetta is the best by a fair margin, and his ERA is 4.99. Yeah,
2: it, it's interesting hearing you say that because I'm trying to. I'm trying to think now the Red Sox won a World Series was it the 2000 and oh boy oh boy I've got to bring it uh, 2013 Red Sox were at the start of the year I think Dan Shaughnessy wrote a column saying this could be the worst Red Sox team we've ever seen nobody cares they went on to win the World Series with like Shane Victorino yeah. and Johnny Gomes and mm-hmm. uh and uh, this this isn't this could not be the same thing here could it where it's kind of a team that nobody thinks can do anything and you you look up at the end of the year and there they are, because I am looking at the starting the pitching in that team was better than the pitching in this team, was it not?
4: That's yeah. That's that's sort of the point. Yeah, I, they had
2: Lester, was, right?
4: That was prime John Lester. Right. That was I think that was the year Clay Buchholz came up and was like unhittable for half the season. Yeah, um, I think I think uh, I think John Lackey was on that team. Yeah, Dempster, there, Felix
2: Dubrant was yeah. eleven. Was eleven and six in that team,
4: and it threw one hundred and sixty two yeah, bu- in the third they're, innings. They're yeah. bu- their bullpen, though, <laughs> that was like the emergence of Andrew Miller. Yep. Um, as as like a bona fide reliever, and I think they had uh, uh, Koji Uehara. Like, yeah. they they traded for Jake TV. That was a, that was a good team. Yeah. Like I, you know, that's a better team than this team right now. Absolutely,
1: Jeff. Whenever you watch the Blue Jays, is there any one part of their game that you are like, man, if they go out and fix that? What I predicted in the offseason will come true.
4: Oh, goodness. Um, you know, the the thing is, I didn't expect Matt Chapman to do what Matt Chapman's been Nobody doing did. so no. far. No. And and so the fact that they're getting that kind of performance from him and Boba shet has been pretty good and Vladdy's been awesome. I think Whit Merrifield, obviously, has been better than mm-hmm. anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't it just come down to the starting pitching? Like, uh, I, I just, I, I look at it and I see, you know, gosman has been awesome and his last start was great. Barrios has been better, but don't they need Alec Manoa to be Alec Manoa? Sure. Don't they need, don't they need Chris Bassett to be the, the guy who they signed this winter? Like that's, th- that to me, and I, you know, Especially, I'm not going to call Manoa a back end of the rotation guy because he's clearly not. But um, the, the way Gosman's pitching, he's the one right now. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at a playoff series, pitching starting pitching depth doesn't matter quite as much. But just getting there, like the Red Sox are competitive, the Orioles are really good. Mm-hmm. Like. Do you, do you guys realize that? Do you think your
2: listeners realize that? Yeah, I, I they should. I, I mean, I've I have to admit that I've been kind of I've been pummeling it a little bit here. I I I look at that lineup. I mean, first of all, they've got a guy Ryan Mountcastle now. I don't I don't care what Ryan Mountcastle does; he's good for 12 homers against the Jays. I mean, he just does. <laughs> no, seriously, it's he, 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 a fact. He's waiting. He's yeah. waiting for for the series <laughs> sure. series against the Jays to go in a. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm with you, man. I, I and I mean, they continue. They continue to do what they did last year. They find relievers. You know, Yanni, Yanni or Cano. Um, yeah, yep. and I also think yep. my question with the Orioles, and I, Jeff, and you might, would know this better than us, I think, as a national guy, like, if we get to the trade deadline and they are where they are, great question, is ownership committed enough to go out because they still got some minor leaguers people like? Are they committed enough to go out and add a guy that could,
4: that could they should be. take they, them over? They, they should. should be. I just yeah, don't know if I don't they are, think, though. I, I, I don't think last year they were. Um, it, well, I, It's not that I don't think so. Clearly, last year they weren't there right. because they traded Jorge Lopez, their closer. But that's how they got Yannier Cano, yeah. who just gave up his first, uh, his first hit after 11 hitless, walkless innings to start the season. And and he wasn't even the main guy coming back. He was almost a throw-in. Cade Povich, a left-handed starting pitcher in the minor leagues, was the main guy coming back. And what the Orioles, uh, you know, they, they were in town here in Kansas City this week, so I got to spend some time around them. And what's really interesting about them is the mixture of players that they've got. Uh, this is not a team that in any way has been built on free agency. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Kyle Gibson and Adam Frazier – are about it in that clubhouse. But they've got a, a group of three different sorts of guys. Um, they've got the uh, – who in my story that's going to be running either today or tomorrow, I, I deem these survivors. Hmm. Like, it, you know, when, yep. when you go through consecutive full seasons of 110, 108, and 115 losses, uh, that that is survivalism right there if you're able to weather that like Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes and Ryan Mountcastle did. Um, they've also got the second chancers, you know, a guy like Jorge Mateo got him on waivers, Brian Baker, waivers, uh, Cnl Perez waivers. There's are just these guys who failed elsewhere and the O's gave them a shot and they turn in. It's very raised like mm-hmm. what they've been able to do with some of these pickups that are essentially for free. And then of course there's the core uh, led by Adley, Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, uh, Grayson Rodriguez are the big names, but they, they've got guys absolutely raking in triple-A, in double-A. Jackson Holiday, the first pick in the draft last year, is already in high-A and is going to play the entire season at 19. Like They're going to be good for a long time. And so if they don't go out and try to acquire at the deadline this year, if they don't go out and spend in free agency this offseason, shame on ownership there for not supporting this core that could and frankly should at some point win a championship.
2: Any doubt in your mind that they've got the right guy in the manager's office too?
4: Nope. I think Brandon Hyde is really good. And I think the fact that he, I think the fact that he survived all of those years with the grace that he did, you know, there was a, let me see if I can pull my story up here because I I got a, he he put it really interestingly when he was looking back on those years. And there was, there was almost like a a fondness. He said, uh, even though we stunk, I have a ton of fond memories for a lot of players that were here in my first couple of years, because those guys played their heart out for me. I really appreciated that because you can lose faith and you can lose hope. And once those things are gone, what do you have left? Just a pile of losses. So I, I appreciated that in the same way Mark Kotze right now in Oakland is is trying to just tread water in hopes of seeing that light at the end of the tunnel, to mix a metaphor. Um, I, I think that Brandon Hyde did that and did mm-hmm. that successfully, and I give him a lot of credit for it.
1: How much faith do you have in the Yankees?
4: Not a whole lot. Yeah. I think that... The injuries are extraordinarily problematic, especially the Carlos Rodon one. That that's the one. Like if Carlos Rodon is back and you've got Garrett Cole, um, and and you could just you know survive to make a postseason spot, then I think you got you know you got a puncher's chance at that point. But their offense, non Aaron Judge division stinks. They're banged up all over the place and they're old. Like I, you know, I, I really do like Anthony Volpe. And I think Oswaldo Cabrera, even if he hasn't played well this year is going to be a good big leaguer. And I think there's something there with Oswald Peraza as well, but the the Yankees are sort of in that in-between stage right now where the young guys just aren't ready to carry the team like they need them to when judges out and, so here they are, you know, needing late game comebacks, which hey, you know, they still have fight and I appreciate that. Um, but they they look like they're needing late game comebacks to scratch out wins here as opposed to just bludgeoning teams which they had anticipated on doing.
2: You know, there were fire fire boon chants last night mm. at the game apparently, which I saw, to...
4: I saw that. <laughs> I saw that and then he put in the pinch hitter who won the game. Yeah. People then... need to people need to like I just – I hate the fire chance.
2: Well, I, the yeah, reason I, I mentioned do. it is I was – that didn't surprise me as much. But I know that Mr. Barker and myself – now, I've covered games in St. Louis. Barker's played in games yeah. in St. Louis. Jeff, I don't remember yeah. Cardinals fans booing the Cardinals. Me either. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm, either. I'm sure it's happened. I
4: don't either. Uh, you know what else I, I don't remember, Jeff? I, I don't remember the Cardinals being 10-21. and 21.
2: Oof. Nope. What happens there?
4: Something needs to because – you know, the sense I get inside the clubhouse there is it's not good. And and I suppose when you're 11 games under 500 and you were expected to win the division, you know, not good is sort of par for the course. But at the same time, um, I don't know if it's braving guys because they've clearly got a glut of players to the point where they had send not had to where they chose to send Jordan Walker down to triple A. Um, you know, I, I'm curious how much. Players are listening to Ali Marmel anymore, and is this a managerial thing? But if this is a managerial thing, then the third ma- third manager for John Mosellock, the general manager, and at, at what point are there questions for all the good things Mozeliak's done? I mean, his you know his 2020 draft is like an all-timer. Um, getting Walker, Alec Burleson, Mason Wynn, and Tink Hentz in the same draft like that—it's a—it's a, it's a ridiculously good like trout level for the angels draft um but the cardinals have also in recent years gotten rid of randy rosarena atelice garcia sandy alcantara and zach allen and at wow. some point those sorts of things tend to come back to bite you
2: quick question before i let you run if a move is made i think you know where i'm going does yadier molina great question you're in here
4: um you know, I don't know his interest in doing it. At the World Baseball Class, as he said, I'm interested in managing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, uh, you know, having just retired to come back into the life, that's that's a tough thing to do. But, hey, you know, if you get to come in and play Conquering Hero and, and save the girl, then uh, it might be a tough thing to turn down.
2: Mm-hmm. Jeff, we're going to let you run. Great insight, great man. Stuff. Have a great weekend. Thanks, buddy. You do the same, boys. Take care. Jeff and MLB Insider with ESPN. That is true. That would be something. Like you've played, it is Yadier Emily's played I, a long time, and he's also I, got. He's also. I get. He's got a lot of, of interest outside. Like I think he owns a basketball team or something like that, in in, yeah. in Puerto Rico in the Puerto Rican league, he just
1: seems to have a lot of interest. I mean, they, they do have a couple of Hall of Famers on their team in their lineup in the clubhouse. Like I, 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 I how, how how much can the the manager screw it up? I I really like
2: I really wonder though, Kevin. You know, you've got just not a good dude. Maybe? This is like three years in a row where you've had that glut of outfielders. You know, and we talked about the second base situation, oh, yeah. situation with the Jays. At some point, you know, guys are looking around and going, "Hey, like, somebody make a call here." Like I could see where a guy like Tyler O'Neill, that or, or Dylan Carlson, or those guys would be going, or Lars Neubauer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what what's going on here? I thought when they got when they, they when they traded Harrison Bader away that that uh and thank I'll tell you what, thank God they did that because they didn't have Jeff Montgomery this year. Yeah. They might be in single digits. Or Jordan Montgomery. They might be in single digits mm. this year. So anyhow, mm. it's uh
1: I, I got Well, they're in the right division. I got
2: the feeling that um they're gonna come out of it. Everything you're hearing, I, I think you're on the verge of seeing a managerial move made there. I don't know who they would I don't know who they would bring in, but. Maybe D-Row. Maybe
1: D-Row would. Yeah. But he was the Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, they know that. So, yeah. I, um, I mean, I would take, uh, listen, is, is it, D-Row's interviewed for jobs. Is D-Row
2: it? had a great interview with the Mets job. Yeah.
1: Uh, but he didn't get it. But he Did, didn't get it. Is it, the, is it the manager or is it the players? That's the thing, right? Is that How much you going to throw that, it on? It's always going to be the manager's maybe. fault.
2: Maybe there you might have – I think Jeff may have kind of unearthed it. When you think about those trades, think about who they traded away. Oh. yeah, Sandy Alcantara. Oh, yeah. Garcia. No. Randy Rosarena. Ye. uh Zach Gallen.
1: Uh, those are big names. Those are great, young. Controllable. Cheap. No question. Controllable. Yeah. You in the,
2: you, you're one of the best teams in baseball if you have those four guys. You're there. Hopefully. Anyhow. Uh, that's it for us. A reminder, six ten is six ten is the first pitch tonight. Uh, from Boston, there will be no Blue Jays talk because of the Leaf game. We'll be back here tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern. Sportsnet 590, the fan. Special shout-out, by the way, to our friends at Pizza Nova for hooking us up with lunch today. That's Amore. Pizza for Kids is back at Pizza Nova. 50 cents from every dip purchased in May goes to the kids at Variety Ontario. This is a great cause, folks. So don't forget to add a dip to your next order and make a difference. I dip, you dip, Barker Dips. We all dip for Variety. Have yourself a great day.